The Sound and Marketing Podcast exists to educate and inspire people to make sounds on purpose through their company and brand marketing. I started this podcast pretty selfishly, actually. I wanted to learn more, and so this platform made me accountable to follow through with that. I come from music, so I already know the value of sound and music, but marketing is a five or so year love for me, pretty much brand new. Tying music and marketing and then sound and marketing together has been so incredibly fascinating that even if no one ever listens again, I'm going to keep doing this because I love it. In season one, I got to speak to some really amazing people about some pretty incredible things. There's a lot coming our way in sound and technology and just innovation in general. Here's just a taste of what we discussed. When I talk to people about creating podcasts for brands and branded podcasts, I point back to the 1930s that all radio was branded podcasting or branded uh, audio then. When you had a variety show, it was the Virginia Slims Variety Hour. And the, the whole show was building in sponsor breaks uh, as part of the content. You know, this kind of thing has been around. It's just how the delivery system has changed and the accessibility to everyday Joes to get into the business as well. It's not like we're going into a focus group and trying to find 300 people and having them do punch cards and then waiting three weeks to find out what people thought of the music. Because you can get instant baseline data on how somebody's going to respond to something they're hearing and that predictive ability is, is amazing. Because when you can find out really quickly and specifically you know, how people are responding to what you're creating, that gives you a lot of power. This power of measuring the value of the sound we create and present to our consumer is huge. That knowledge and power is so vital in this age of voice-first technology. For example, pretty much all of us have turned on a music streaming service at one point or another. When you do that, chances are you are not looking at your phone or iPad or whatever device is streaming. So when these all-important ads of yours pop up, how do you let the listener, because they are not necessarily a viewer, know that it's you? Sound. Is your sound premeditated or an afterthought? A lot of times brands want to say, hey, we've got an advertising campaign coming up. It's got TV in it. Let's just fit sonic branding into that TV campaign. And then when they get to the audio, it's, they're just kind of rushing to get it done instead of thinking of it as a separate true branding piece. And so I always recommend to brands to, hey, take a look at this from your branding guidelines perspective and not from a one-off advertising campaign. There are plenty of standalone jingles that are fun and product recalling, but I believe without considering the whole brand before creating a fun and catchy jingle, the chances of your jingle recalling your brand specifically are just that, chances. In the land of voice, I like to think of us as the ready and the aim. We do a lot of upfront thinking because it is much easier to pivot and to adjust when you're in the strategic phase of something than um, when you're doing your beta tests. If a client comes to us and says, I want X and it's a tactic, we have a tendency to say, all right, let's make sure we are solving it correctly. While voice again is this an amazing opportunity that has lots of ways to reach things, it's not going to do everything. Um, would love to say it's the silver bullet that'll make everything perfect, but it won't. So we always like to make sure that, first of all, there is a good foundation and an understanding of the target audience. And also, secondly, that we make sure that we're using voice in the right and appropriate ways. 
Advertising through sound and or music is a way to subtly instill your brand into the recipient's subconscious without interrupting their day and without pushing your agenda. We can't just sell at them anymore. We have to draw them in, in a new way, a more subtle and sincere way. This somewhat subliminal form of marketing does not need to have a negative connotation. It's up to us to be mindful as to the usages and tactics we set in play. There is no hashtag ad for synthetic audio and video today, and we feel there needs to be. It's not to say that that inherently is good or bad, but it is to say that doing it without an explanation to the viewer or the listener that uh, that's the content that they're receiving, we see that as pretty problematic. Today, it's really just self-policed. Our policy is that we will always make sure that disclosure is right up front and center and that anyone receiving that content should know whether that means a watermark in frame on the video or some kind of an upfront acknowledgement in the audio. We're hopeful that we can try and drive that to become a bit of a norm in the space. Sound and music has an immense proven effect on the mind and well-being of an individual. Over the course of history and into the present day, time and time again, sound saves the day. It literally can heal our bodies at a cellular level. With this profound connection that sound has over our entire being, why wouldn't we take this into account over the management and marketing of our brand and company? Isn't that essentially us? Isn't our brand and our company what we want to portray most sincerely and in the best light possible? The human voice was the original media channel. We've always been able to sit and talk and tell stories and that's the power of podcasting is just going back to that really intuitive, natural experience of talking and listening. Anybody can be a podcaster, anybody can be a creator, and I think there's a real power there in using the power of a democratized experience. The barrier to entry is so low for creators and also poses a challenge for brands. What should your creative be in audible environments? Because that's a whole nother challenge that I think if brands don't do correctly, opens up the opportunity to make this space uh, potentially cluttered and, and not, not as nice to hear as, as it could be. And I think that's something that we are very excited about working on with our clients today is creating better sonic experiences for consumers. One such way of storytelling through audio is smart speakers, Alexa skills and Google Assistant utilization in particular. These are the features that are helping businesses get the ROI out of voice. Because you could be a restaurant and say, send me a coupon, send me a menu. If you're a dry cleaner, send me a coupon. If you're an enterprise or other business, send me your case study, send me your white paper. The user is opting into that. They're giving you their phone number. And essentially for marketers, that's building a list. All of those things go the same way that a website does, where people are filling out a form and giving you permission and sharing their information for you to use that. We're making it easier for customers to get that information and connect with the business. From a user's perspective, I didn't have to look that phone number up. I just had to uh, ask for it and it established that connection. Here's my theory. Smart speakers are creating evangelists for their products. If we have a positive experience using our speakers, we're going to tell people. And word of mouth suggestions is one of, if not the most powerful and organic forms of marketing we have to our advantage. That's why we read the Yelp ads. 
ask advice from friends and family, read review after review after review before making a decision or not making a decision. As this word of mouth spreads along with voice technology growing in popular knowledge, it will just become a thing. Like having to have a smartphone rather than a flip phone. Or having to have a Tesla over whatever car you currently own that works just fine. You know it's true. We want what we see. And when we see it more and more, we want it more and more. So we'll get it. Eventually. Your customer and or consumers will want voice technology. It's time to apply it to your brand. The hospitality industry, hotel room. That traditionally is a quite slow-moving, old-school industry. So to, to come in with technology and, and a technology that is quite new, you've got to break down a lot of walls and you really have to paint the picture for them. They need to know what is the benefit. They're not just going to put any old device in a room unless it can, you know, in essence, drive revenue, help with operating efficiency, just be an, an incredible device. And so there's still a long process to break down, you know, and educate and, and in due course, you're going to see one of these devices, you know, if not in every single hotel room, because it just makes so much sense. We concluded the season with the wonderful Steve Keller, sonic strategist at Pandora and Studio Resonant, summing up basically what this whole season was about. Thanks again, Steve. Sonic identity doesn't start with your ears. It really starts with what's between them. So having an understanding of sound science is really important so that you can understand the impact sound has on perception and behavior and what we can do sonically to kind of stack the deck to align brand intent with consumer perception. And there's also the sound art piece of it, which is really about the creativity so while we want to understand the science, we don't want to uh, over-science it to the point that, that we've wrung uh, the pleasant surprises that can come, the disruption that can come by an artist having a unique perspective. So it's really about what I call audio alchemy, which is blending this sound science with this sound art. And when you get it right, it, it literally does feel like magic. All in all, it was a great season, and I'm excited to bring you season two. I've got three guests already lined up, so get ready for season two of the Sound and Marketing Podcast, premiering Tuesday, April 7th, where we kick off with Dr. Joan Palmiter Bajoric of Women in Voice, Pete Erickson of Modev and the founder of the Inside Voice Podcast, Voice Summit, and Voice Global, and Alex Woodridge of Why Do Birds. And here's the most important part. Essentially, the main reason for putting this podcast together at all. I want everyone to have a voice in this. What do you want to learn more about? What's got your head spinning? What have you been learning a lot more about in sound marketing that you want me to dig into? Who would you want to hear? What do you want me to stop talking about? Please, please email with questions, comments, and concerns at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R productions.com. Or send me a message on LinkedIn. I'm there all the time. This podcast is here to educate, observe, learn, and ultimately grow in this amazing sound space. One of the coolest things about this community is that it's full of people lifting each other up and applauding each other. I want to be that for any and all of you. I want us all to succeed, and I believe any of my past or present guests would agree with me on that. Remember, we all make sounds. Let's make them on purpose. Stay tuned for Season 2 premiering Tuesday, April 7th. 
And in the meantime, let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand. <laughs>